Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And the doors with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Hey, two days in a row for back showing up here. No, he's on a streak. Yeah, I'm uh, even thinking about coming in here tomorrow morning to do the the weekend edition of back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. He's like uh, Cal Ripken Jr., but with sick days. But I only got five. And you can't even count the five. The uh, the yeah, five. Yeah, but how many have you uh, ever taken? You've probably taken over a couple of hundred. Uh, you're on your way to three thousand. You're right, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I guess I am kind of the iron lung man. Yeah, and thus a spot in the Hall of Fame. Sounds like you need an iron lung. Yeah. Well, nothing a little inhaler won't fix. Man, what a show today! Really? I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, dignitaries and luminaries will be in the show. Okay. After 10 o'clock when Dan Williams gets oh, here. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's that. But uh, Joe Didi from Southwick is going to be here after 8 o'clock. Uh, apparently, he's not a team player for the rest of the town. <laughs> and he was on some radio show that nobody listens to. Well, and now, now they'll hear it. Now he'll be on a second one that no one listens yeah. to. Uh, also, uh, uh, Tony Ravosa is going to be on, uh, joining us around 8.50 this morning. Something wicked cool is going to happen at uh, Mercy Medical Center. Uh, he's going to start a capital campaign with a bunch of other very important people around town, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on today. Uh, plus, previews of the Kentucky Derby and Mother's Day. How about that? It's 5.37 on Rock 102. Yesterday, and it included some serious allegations against Johnny Depp. She claims that uh, Johnny violated her with a glass bottle, dragged her up a flight of stairs by the hair, threw her down, put his knee in her back, and punched her repeatedly and headbutted her in the face, among other things. Hmm. That was a there was a movie with Barbara Hershey and Dennis Hopper. Okay, where he did that with a bottle. Hmm. Do you think she recreated the? whole scene for the I, purpose of the testimony i'm you know i'm just saying like the you know like an actress you know kind of thing i think it's possible that everything both of these people have said yeah are absolutely true but yeah. this is a toxic relationship between two toxic people toxic people and well this is what you got and i'm thinking about this the more i'm watching this stuff they're both actors it's not like she's just oh i was just uh the 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 supermodel that he picked up for the weekend that one time and we just stayed together for for very long she she's an actress too so they both have very good ways of performing yeah they're both prone to being overly dramatic probably and yeah uh, ma- maybe like you said maybe acting out scenes from famous movies and hoping they could pass that off as reality who knows but i'm willing to believe the narcissistic abuse allegations from from him maybe even more than i'm willing to accept it from her and if the, if it were the other way around yeah if she was you know claiming narcissistic abuse which i believe yeah she's on her way to doing it I would sometimes believe that too. Meanwhile, Johnny's rep tells TMZ that his uh, that his team feels Amber is giving the performance of her life just as Johnny's attorneys mm-hmm. predicted in their opening statement. Oh, wait till they see Aquaman too. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Uh, the uh, they say Amber it keeps adding new and convenient details to her stories while Johnny's recollections have remained consistent since all of this blew up six years ago. The trial is now on a pre-planned recess until May 16th. Yeah. See, that's the difference though, because he's held. He's held close to the story since the beginning. Even before testimony, even before depositions, all of that stuff. He's been pretty open about you know, what he was alleging. And, yeah. and if it turns out that he wins this case, 
people need to start looking at this a lot more seriously. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has been encouraging the young citizens of Brazil to vote in their October election. Well, his input is not sitting well with Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro. Jair What a great name. Jair Ball. Jair Ball. Ball. Uh, Leo had tweeted, quote, Brazil is home to the Amazon and other ecosystems critical to climate change. What happens there matters to us uh, all, and youth voting is key in driving change for a healthy planet. And uh, what did Bolsonaro have to say about that? He told a group of supporters, quote, Now DiCaprio has to know that he was the very president of the World Trade Organization who said that without Brazilian embryologists, agribusiness, the uh, world will be hungry, so DiCaprio better keep his mouth shut instead of talking nonsense. Who is that? It probably wasn't Bolsonaro. I was going to say, he sounded like he's, uh, like, you know, Eastern Bloc type of guy. Uh, Jer also responded to uh, Leo's treat w- a t- tweet with a quote, Thanks for your support, Leo. Our people will decide if they want to keep our sovereignty on the Amazon or be ruled by crooks who serve foreign special interests. He also called out a two- 2019 post of Leo's quote, By the way, the picture you posted about wildfires in the Amazon in 2019 is from 2003. There are people who want to arrest Brazilian citizens who make this kind of mistake here in our country, but I'm against this tyrannical idea, so I forgive you. Hugs from Brazil. Wow. Wow. How's that for a little uh, passive-aggressive bitch slap? I would say that's uh, just a tiny bit. A little bit? Tiny bit. Uh, Will Smith is a guest star in an upcoming episode of David Letterman's Netflix talk show, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. But it was recorded before the Oscars, <laughs> so there'll be no mention of the slap. You shouldn't be airing it then. Right. Who cares? Or you, Or you do like a second part of it. You do a second part of it and call out all his BS from the first one because he probably is very preachy and he probably talks about being a man uh-huh. and uh, making the right decisions and oh, all this yeah. other stuff and mm-hmm. making him look like and, and putting him in good light. But then, you know. Anyway, you could get him to be Letterman for a second yes. round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd add punching sound effects into it there, just like. Well, I remember when he used to throw pen, uh, Letterman used yeah, to throw pencils right. through that fake window, right? And you'd hear the smash. Yes, be no different, that's, really. That's what I'm saying. Just add some sound effects in post production there, and bam, you got a fun interview at that point. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, there's an old school rock and roll feud going on right now between Joan Jett and Ted Nugent. Yes, uh, it started earlier this year when Ted complained about Ro- uh, Rolling Stone putting Joan on its list of the 100 greatest guitarists. She was number 87. Ted said, "Quote." You have to be soulless and uh, have poop for brains. He didn't say poop, though. Right. Uh, To put Joan on the list. He later said she doesn't belong on that list, quote, anywhere on planet Earth. Although both times, he praised Joan as a great rock and roller. Still, Joan took offense, and she said, quote, he's not a tough guy. He plays a tough guy, but this is the guy who crapped his pants, literally, so he didn't have to go into the army. (sighs) Oh, Man, that's uh, she added, uh, quote, Ted uh, Nugent has to live with being Ted Nugent. He has to be in that body. So that's punishment enough. Good for you, Joan. She also said Ted is jealous because she's on the list and he's not. See, but he's not because of the fact he's Ted Nugent. There's a political bias against him. Mm -hmm. But the guy's a phenomenal guitar player. I mean, you can't take that away from him. Maybe maybe a total douchebag. And, and he's a good uh, hunter as well. Yeah, but I mean, kill know. it, grill it, man. Yeah, but sure. se- separating the art from the artist. Yes, he's a good guitar player. 
He's just not very... He's not a, he's not a, a great yeah. human being. Uh, and believe it or not, Ted has taken the high road. He says he loves Joan and her music, and he's not jealous. He just thinks there are a lot of guitar players who belong on that list instead of her. You know, like Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad, oh, yeah. or uh, Ricky Midlock from Blackfoot, and uh, Rick Emmett from Triumph. Got it. Well, there you go. Yes. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend... The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6 o'clock on Rock 102. We're going to have mid-60s for today. Sun and clouds. Pretty much the same for tomorrow, but lower temperatures. Highs in the low 50s and then... Highs in the high 50s on Mother's Day. The weather is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting on your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's your 102 second sports on Rock 102. NBA playoffs, Celtics-Bucks resume their series tomorrow at 3.30 in Milwaukee with the series tied at one game apiece. In hockey, the Bruins are down two zip to Carolina. The Bees host the Hurricanes at 7 o'clock tonight in Boston. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Elsewhere in NHL playoff action last night, Rangers over the Penguins, Dallas beat Calgary, and Florida beating the Caps. Those series now tied at 1-1 and uh, also... Columbus over Nashville to take a 2-0 lead in that series. Elsewhere, baseball, Angels over the Red Sox, 8-0. $140 million shortstop Trevor Story struck out four times last night for the Red Sox and got booed heavily at Fenway as his batting average dropped to 210. Red Sox hosting the White Sox in a series starting tonight. In golf at the Wells Fargo Championship in Potomac, Maryland, Jason Day shot a 7-under 63 to take the first-round lead. And among the horses who are favored to win the Kentucky Derby tomorrow, Messier. Yes, named in honor of famous hockey star Mark Messier. We'll have more on that later on. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax will talk about how the Sox got completely owned by the Angels and their star player yesterday. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Rates are low. Now's the perfect time. By Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Let me just say for the record that the Boston Red Sox are a terrible baseball team. If ever there was a time to start installing video cameras in the outfield and banging on garbage cans, this would be the right time to do it. Out of their last 12 games, they've won only three of them. Last night, after a 0-8 shutout against the Angels, the Red Sox secured a tie for last place in the division with Baltimore. And frankly, apart from a concerted effort to begin ritualized sign-stealing and other forms of cheating, I don't see this thing turning around anytime soon. Is it any wonder that the Red Sox didn't just lose an eight-run shutout, they got trashed by a single guy? Last night, the Angels' Shohei Otani delivered what many are calling the finest two-way performance since Babe Ruth. Not only that, the finest two-way performance since Babe Ruth played for the Red Sox. Yes, it goes that far back. Last night, Shohei struck out uh, the Red Sox in uh, in seven innings with 11 strikeouts, allowing not a single run to score off of Boston's six meaningless and unproductive hits. He threw 98 pitches, 81 of them for strikes, which resulted in not a single walk. But of course, that's not the half of it because Shohei was also the designated hitter last night, went two for four at the plate with an RBI and a 
uh, foot single to the in the fourth inning that may have been a foot away from being a home run. What? Oh, why was Otani so great last night? Well, natural talent probably had something to do with it, but it also had something to do with the fact that the Boston Red Sox are a walking dumpster fire of a baseball team with ineffective pitching, sluggish offense, and no foreseeable prospects of getting out of their own way. Listen, not to diminish the brilliance of Otani's performance last night, but if you're a baseball team with a minimal level of talent and initiative, beating the Boston Red Sox right now shouldn't be that much of a challenge. But beating them with a Babe Ruth level of dominance? You wouldn't think that would be possible 74 years after the man's death, and yet, here it is. Go Red Sox! But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, I'm waiting for the Pellet Steakhouse to open. Because when you grill with a Traeger Woodfire Pellet Grill, meat gets all smoky, wood flamey, and delicious, and you have the precision temperature and flame control to do it right every time. Grill with a Traeger. Available now in your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and Skinnerd with back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, correction from the 102-second sports, by the way. I think I said that Columbus won a hockey game last night. It was Colorado, not Columbus. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, what's going on over I there? Know. I know. Falling apart, for yeah. crying out loud. Yep. Anyway. Um, also, the Kentucky Derby we covered in the 102-second sports. One of the favorites, Messier. 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 Yeah. After Mark Messier? Yeah. Not not Messier, but it's spelled that way. It's in yeah. honor of the famous hockey star because the owner, Tom Ryan, has connections to NHL stars, relatives who played in the NHL. He had a lot of admiration for Mark Messier. So the horse is Messier, 8-1 to one, to win you know, the Derby. Not for uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. I know they call this the most exciting two minutes in sports, mm-hmm. the Kentucky Derby. I thought you meant the song that you're playing now. No, my God. My Kentucky home is the most dreadful song. <laughs> right. For, like I mean, I'd almost rather listen to Sweet Caroline than Mike Old Kentucky Home. Oh, Sweet my Caroline God. sucks. And this is worse. No, this is great. This is a this is a toe tapping ditty. This it gets everybody up in the stands when they do the wave. Yeah, for two minutes. All right. You know, one of the Red Sox actually defended the um, Sweet Caroline yesterday, and of course, I guess the Red Sox would, right? Was, no, uh, I actually think the players would be sick of it too because they got to hear it every single day. Was Kevin Millar? Kevin Millar said, "Ah, it's a great tradition, <laughs> singing of Sweet Caroline." I don't know about that, mm. but uh, yeah. So yesterday during the uh, the view from a couch, I mentioned that the most exciting two minutes in sports are always called you know the, the the Kentucky Derby. I think the most exciting two minutes in sports are everything after the the two minute warning in the Super Bowl. Mm. At least that has a potential to be the most exciting two minutes because. It's a two-minute race. It's nine hours of buildup for two minutes, and then the party ends. And so you're all drunk on mint juleps, which, if I might say, and not to be nothing but negative here, is one of the most garbage uh, cocktails there is. Yeah, I would agree. Not a fan. Yep. I'd much rather have, like, a bottle of schnapps, and that way, you know, uh, my breath can be fresh mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, for the pullover. Uh, you know, when it happens after leaving the party, at least my breath will be fresh. Or a margarita because it has fruit in there, you know, or a pina colada. You know, you got fruit, so yes. it's good for in, you. In you case know? I've got to say like mm-hmm. rickets mm-hmm. and uh, and need some sort of vitamin C mm-hmm. to replenish myself. My right. wife used to make uh, these Kentucky hot brown sandwiches. 
You ever see those? No. What's mm-hmm. in them? It's uh, it's turkey, bacon, and cheese bathed in a cheesy sauce that's about as irresistible as any sandwich this per- this website has come across. Hmm. It's bacon, turkey, turkey, and, and like a che- it's like a beer cheese sauce. Wow. Oh my god! It's I know exactly delicious. What you're talking and about? And you like fry the rye bread in the pan. Oh, with the, Jesus! It's like like a. Well, like maybe it's not rye bread. Is it pumpernickel? Maybe it could I think be it's pumpernickel. pumpernickel. I think it's yeah. pumpernickel. Did you save the recipe for that? Do you recreate it at all or not? No, I haven't. I haven't made it at all. But she used to do the whole. Uh, mm-hmm. She used to decorate the whole house for the Kentucky Derby. Did she really? Yeah, had the kids dress up in the little hats, and then uh, they would sit there and watch the race. You and know, knowing she your... would get drunk off uh, of juleps. Yeah, I was gonna say, knowing your wife. Yeah. If anyone was going to make a great mint julep, it would have yeah. been her. Yeah. Well, she, she always made good drinks. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Very strong drinks. Well, that's uh, what I mean by good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of the ways to judge them. And, yeah. and, and, then, and then when I finally say, I think I might have a drinking problem. <laughs> what? Really? I'm like, you pour like three quarters of the way up to the top of the glass. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you don't want to insult her, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not uh, when in Rome, you yeah. know, you got to drink. Enabling, you drink. En- enabling was one of her finest traits. That's right. That's right. That sandwich sounds amazing, though. It, yeah. it was it was uh, it was really good. Turkey, bacon, and like this beer cheese. Wow. It was like oh, just poured yeah. over the top of it. It was like a gravy almost, like well, a cheese gravy. Maybe that, for the twenty twenty three Derby, you can do that. You know, when I lived in Illinois for a while, there was like a regional dish. I think I mentioned this before, called the horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had that 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 uh, that beer cheese gravy, but it was like an open face sandwich. Uh, usually, and it could have like anything. It could have like a hamburger. Yeah. It could have you know steak. Could have ham, whatever. And then you dumped a whole fistload of French fries on top of that, mm-hmm. and then they poured that cheese on it. Oh, mm-hmm. so good! You're making me hungry. I'm telling you, that was a good thing. And then you could have that any day of the week. You didn't have to wait for the right. most exciting two minutes in sports to have that sandwich. How about a po' boy sandwich? You ever had a po' boy? I have. They're yeah, good too. They're good. But you, again, about, that's yeah. that's an everyday sandwich as right. opposed I, to this. I was telling Dave the other day uh, a really good sandwich around here is uh, the San, little San Juan Bakery. Down yes. the north end of Springfield. Yes. They have this pernil sandwich. Oh, my, my God. It's like, it's got the cracklings on it, too. And the, the whole, and the sandwich? And it's the fresh, warm bread that just came out of the oven. And then they put mayonnaise, tomato, and cheese, and lettuce on the top of it. And it's fresh, warm bread, and the pork is just perfect. It's just, it's It's delicious. Dave, have you ever had pernil? No, and and Steve was telling me about that. I put it on my you, list. I'm gonna oh, go. Yeah. Would you Would you like to excrete garlic for the next week? Oh, then you should yeah. have a pernil sandwich. But yes, I mean you're you're really you're, you'll be sweating garlic for a, for a long time. Mm. But the cracklings. That's uh, the best. What's the crackle? The what is that? Is that like what? It crack? So it's, no, no, basically, it's it's a it's a pork shoulder. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And a pork shoulder has got a big thick layer of fat on the top. And what you do is you score it with a knife. And then you, or you cut it back, yeah. Like not all the way, but mm-hmm. like you know, say two thirds of the way. And then you know, when they marinate it, they marinate it for like a full day or two. Mm-hmm. And once it roasts, that fat cap starts to melt mm-hmm. yeah. and get crispy. Nice. And, if, and and I've uh, been told that if you spray a little water in the oven while yeah, it's roasting, I, I did that the last time. It and came it, out awesome. It gets even crispier, and yeah. just the flavor of it is just like the most incredible. How I weep for the many cultures of the earth that would not eat pernil. But, oh, my God, you don't know what you're missing. It's yeah, so well, phenomenal. I'm looking it up. I didn't know what pernil even was. Oh. It's um, a Spanish word, which comes from the word leg. 
perineal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. But you're using a shoulder. I know, right? That doesn't make sense, does it? It says perineal comes from the Spanish word pierna, which means leg, and is also the Catalan word for ham. All right, but, but, uh, on, a, but on a pig, yeah. where is the shoulder? Right above the leg. Okay. So you are, in fact, there using a part of the leg. Okay. Yeah, they don't have arms. They mm-hmm. got legs. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God, it's so good. It's so so good. Yeah, yeah I want to, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I would be willing to go to the North End for that. Yeah, it take about it took about uh, fifteen minutes for them to put a sandwich together mm, because mm, it, because there's a process to it. It's not just like throwing pork on a piece of bread. Yep. I think they're actually baking the bread right there, like as the moment you are ordering the sandwich. That was at like eleven o'clock in the morning. So I don't know, uh, you know what it, the other what the other times of the day are like. But fantastic, man, it's like melting your mouth, delicious. I'm glad. The Kentucky Derby turned into the story about the Little San Juan Bakery. Yeah, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I mean, I, I only know so uh, a limited amount about horse racing, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to gamble on any of it. Mm-hmm. But if you start talking about the food choices you're going to have at your party, yeah, well, then all of a sudden I might change my mind. That's true. But I'm, and if but if there's food, you're not kicking me out after two minutes. You know, I'm looking for Kentucky Derby foods here. Nothing comes up except mint juleps and bourbon. That's it. That's not the hot brown sandwich. <laughs> Doesn't even say that, Steve. I'm looking. I can't find it anywhere. Well, here there's got to be some like uh, some Kentucky, right? You know, your regional foods or something, right? Uh, I do see the Kentucky hot brown now. Yeah, okay. I see that the open faced turkey sandwich. I would have thought like the Kentucky hot brown would be the things that they removed from the track after the race. Mm, yeah. yeah, well, I thought it was like one of those Urban Dictionary things too. Yeah, right. You want a Kentucky hot brown? It's <laughs> right. like the. Uh, it's like the Blumpkin of horse racing. San Jose chili dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, fried chicken too is on the list. I do like fried chicken. Well, it's a southern dish, yeah. so I bet yeah. you that's uh, why they do that. But the hot brown, yeah. we got to get one. God damn. You know, I, <clears throat> thank goodness I'm not, uh, I'm not fasting today. Today was a huh. non-fast day. All right. But I'm, I still, would, I'm still fasting, but I'd probably put a hot brown in my mouth, too. <laughs> the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, good to know. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. to know. It's 620. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Is your old bathtub looking a little cattywampus? Are you frustrated with an outdated shower that's impossible to keep clean? That's REM. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Good morning. Um, let's see. We got uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming up uh, this morning. Joe Didi, the selectman from uh, Southwick, mm-hmm. got himself a little bit of hot water from a radio appearance that he uh, that he had on a yeah, station on a major radio station. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, no. but uh, you know, their college radio station, yeah. and uh, we'll be talking to him after eight o'clock. And Tony Ravosa. Former Springfield City Councilor, he's you know done a bunch of other stuff uh, since then. Uh, really cool announcement that he made on Facebook the other day, and uh, the governor will be involved. It's uh, involving uh, Mercy Medical Center. It's a really cool thing, and I can't wait to talk to him a little bit later on today, around uh, eight forty-five. We're going to talk about your newfound fame too, uh, as Marquette University centerfold. Uh, if you want to, oh, wow. is a cinnabon. Yeah, well, and we could talk about that yeah. if you want. Yeah, maybe a little bit later if this time. What's this? What's this magazine called? It's the uh, the Marquette University Alumni Magazine. Isn't there some cute name for it or something like that? Some uh, like yeah, a nickname it, yeah, or a just, mascot just thing or Marquette Magazine? Oh. I think that was uh, Doctor Hook on the cover of the Marquette Alumni Magazine. That's it. Yeah, did you buy five copies for your mother? I didn't have to. No, you, you only you only get one. Oh. We might have to come up with that a little bit well, later. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, today I Learned, brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. 
So you can learn how Gary Rome will pay him more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for today. Alan! Who's back? Hey! Hey! Uh, well, <laughs> no, uh, today I learned uh, white asparagus. I was just telling Dave about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, white uh, asparagus from Hadley, the Hadley white asparagus. Yes, that's uh, that's something you got to try. It's white delicious. asparagus matters, by the way. It's actually the same species as green asparagus. Its sh- its uh, shoots are simply covered with soil to avoid photosynthesis. Hmm. That's the difference. That's the- it. They put the soil, they grow it with the soil around the asparagus as opposed to growing it on top of mm. the, uh, the mm. soil. It kind of tastes the same though, right? Yeah, it tastes the same. It's a, it's a little bit more, uh, it's called white gold or edible ivory. Really? 99.44% so- surely asparagus. I, I wonder if that would work with other green vegetables too, where you could have white lettuce, uh, you could have white celery, uh, you know, I, do the same kind of process and just... Well, I'm guessing now that I know this uh, information, and I'm just guessing because mm-hmm. it would just make sense to me, right? that like cauliflower, right? wouldn't that be uh, something grown in the ground versus grown on top well, of the ground? Like otherwise the it would be green, maybe? I don't know. Well, yeah, it, yeah. it is covered with green leaves that yes, open so up. They, yeah. yeah and broccoli mean, is not. Is mm. this... What does broccoli look like in a patch? Is broccoli um, grown in a patch? It, it's it's kind of grown in a patch, and it no. winds up becoming. I mean, it's it's kind of like the flower of the plant. Sure. And um, I mean, I've grown broccoli. It's kind of a pain in the ass because huh. worms tend to get into uh, mm. into the florets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to soak it before you uh, you use it. I mean, yeah. you know, photosynthesis is quite a process. I mean. I'm sure you guys are quite well aware that photosynthesis is a process used by plants and other organisms to convert light energy into chemical energy that then through cellular respiration can later be released to fuel by the uh, organism's daily activities. Your grasp I, of that is amazing, by I the ju- way. I just go uh, with the photomat synthesis. Yeah. That's you where can, you just pick up your broccoli in, a, in, in a an park, hour. In a parking lot. Yeah, right. In a grocery store. And uh, there you go. That is today. I love... Back to the evening day from Rockwood Coming up in the news, millions headed to Western Mass. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. With back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So, the Baker administration busy. Yesterday announcing a $2.78 billion capital investment plan. $4.3 million would be earmarked for the improvements at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse and the Hall of Justice, plus an additional $40 million for the soldiers' home in Holyoke. Now, that's not the same as, re- as knocking down the courthouse and building a new one. No. These yeah. would be just improvements to the existing buildings. But when do you get to the point when you say, hey, you know what, all these improvements aren't really doing the job. Maybe we should just uh, save our money and spend it wisely by knocking it down and building a new one. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, am I, am I talking crazy talk? Hey, no. It's crazy talk. Uh, the nearly $3 billion figure that I just mentioned applies to fiscal 2023 and falls under a $13.9 billion five-year plan as well. So you got five-year plans, you got 2023 plans, and you got improvements allegedly to occur all coming up in the next year or five, depending on which timeline you believe. Oh. 
An alleged distracted driver crashed into a state police cruiser yesterday afternoon on I-91, causing extensive damage to both vehicles. A state police trooper was working with a street sweeper when he exited his vehicle to stop a distracted driver. The driver of a pickup truck that hit the cruiser. No serious injuries were reported. Multiple witnesses telling police they saw the driver on his cell phone. No charges have been announced as of yet for the driver. I love this part of the story. According to Waze, (laughs) it happened around 1225 in the afternoon, just past exit 35. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say whether it was new exit 35 or old exit 35. Probably the new exit 35. But I love how they're using Waze, the famous app now, in the stories that they report on. Because they're confused about what the old exits are. And only Waze can tell you the uh, the right answer. Mm Mm-hmm. What exit number is that? It used to be 20, and now it's... I don't know where I am Where am I am? All sorts of discussions going on in Chicopee. Like, for instance, does Chicopee really need two truck stops? Well, that's a big question. A proposed truck stop creating quite a buzz there. City councilors meeting to discuss the more than 11,000-square-foot resting area on Burnett Road. People not happy because there's already another truck stop right next door. The city hosting a discussion, and Ward 6 City Councilor Derek Dubose helping voice the concerns of his community over having two truck stops essentially right next to each other. Well, how uh, busy is the other truck stop? Good question. Because, you know, in some truck stops around the country, there's so much activity going on. There's so much there that um you know truckers have to wait around for services you know if there's like if there's like a you know places to take a shower or to get meals Mm -hmm. if if these places get jammed up then you know these guys don't have the time to wait well plus it's competition it's always healthy right to have uh, you know similar businesses like right next to each other well yeah i mean there's there is that but i mean is you know as far as you know truckers go Mm -hmm. you know if you if you're Listen, you've been driving like, you know, 300 miles and you need a break and you go to a truck stop and you're looking for a, a, a bathroom, a shower and something to eat. Right. But you're not going to be able to get to any of it for like an hour and a half wait because it's it's all jammed up. Right. Then you got, you got to go back in your truck and find someplace else to go. Well, I say go big or go home. Why stop at two? Why, let's do three or four, and then you could uh, you know, hang the moniker on Chicopee as being the truck stop mecca of, I don't know, New England? I don't think that's the the worst uh, thing you could be. The United States is there? A, are they saying what they want to bring in? Which no, it didn't say what type of like what brand is that? What you're asking? Yeah, no, yeah. It didn't say that in the story that I read. Um, I told you there was this place, and I haven't been to it yet. But there was two of them down yep. south called Bucky's. Oh yeah, B U C C E E S, and uh, it's like the Big Beaver. And uh, you're supposed to stop there, but right. it, we—I didn't. It wasn't open yet. It was supposed to be opening like May first or something like that. So mm-hmm. we were obviously there before it opened, but it was completed. Yeah, and you should have seen. Like there must have been oh, yeah. 150 gas pumps outside of this place. Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, all sorts of food on the inside. Carnival rides. <laughs> well, well uh, you know, you're not that far <laughs> off, Dave. I, I mean, it's like it's like this giant mecca yes. of convenience foods, mm-hmm. and you go in there and you can order. You know, pretty much made to order stuff sure as you're going and uh fireworks we, everything depending on the state you either you're either gonna put uh i would love to see a wawa there 
Mm-hmm. Wawa's pretty good. Flying and, uh, J. Or, or, I think Flying J is another one. Yeah, Flying J ain't that great, though. No, Pi- pilot, listen, yeah. I've, I've traveled all of the rest stops along I-95. The best rest stops are the ones, you know, say they'll have like a national, you know, bay of gas stations and, and pumps and everything. Mm-hmm. Are the, by the ones who have the privately owned restaurant next to it. Not the chain restaurants. I right? mean, you know, those yeah. are all well and good. And we could all go to a Tim Hortons and be, you know, and satiate ourselves. Mm-hmm. But you go to some of these ma and pa style. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, these these big giant yeah. truck stop restaurants. The food at these places is phenomenal. Yeah, there was a, there was a place year. I don't even know where it was. It was somewhere in West Virginia. Because we had come back from Florida up through the center of Georgia, so mm-hmm. we came up like that other side, right. not 95. Yep. And there was some diet. I don't even know where the hell it was, but it was like the best steak and eggs I ever had. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it was like a nice fried steak. Oh, yeah. Cooked to perfection. Sure. And not like a like a minute steak. It was like a real steak. Like a chicken fried steak? No. No, it was like, that's like a cube steak. Okay. But th- this was more like a, like a, it was a T-bone. It was a gotcha. T-bone and eggs. All right. It was delicious. Yeah. There you go. They probably weighed about three pounds. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not only talking about truck stops in Chicopee. They're also talking about roundabout projects. City hosting a public information meeting. 22 News did the story, and they're trying to reconfigure the intersection of Montgomery Street, Granby Road, and McKinstry Avenue. According to Mass DOT, the project would have multiple roundabouts to navigate traffic from the turnpike on-ramp to the intersection at Montgomery Street. So they'd have, get this, a peanut-shaped roundabout. A peanut-shaped roundabout? How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Just get a Sharpie and... It's like two little roundabouts and then... Then a long straightaway, and then another you little know, roundabout the end. With you know some what? shrubbery around it well, to make it look of, legitimate. Well, you know, yeah. actually, if you get rid of the shrubbery, it makes it look bigger. <laughs> they had that architect uh, contest, and I submitted that thing like five years ago. I guess they finally picked my drawing. Well, congratulations. You should get a kickback from that then. <laughs> you know. No, the peanut-shaped roundabout would be added to the intersection of Granby Road and Montgomery Street, and then a second peanut-shaped roundabout would be added at the intersection of Granby Road and Montgomery Street, and another roundabout at Granby and McKinstry Avenue as well. A penis-shaped roundabout. That is crazy. Yeah. You know, the the words will make you out and out. That's correct. I spend the day your way, calling it morning driving through the sound of in and out of the valley. If you could only go on for another seven minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah. Well, that would be the terrific. music, dance and sing. They yes. make the children really they ring. ring. I spent the day your, your way. way. Calling it, call it morning driving through the sound of in and out of the valley. If only anyone could understand what he just said. I, That's <laughs> not your fault. Why, couldn't you actually play the clip instead? I, I'm, I'm in the middle of other things. <laughs> okay. Hey, in New York State, two U.S. Postal Service employees have been arrested. Allegedly using the post office as a drug hub. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office in western New York, the Rochester area, Greece to be exact, they announced Wednesday that Ralph Minnie, who's 52, and his girlfriend, Grace Marie Lopez, who's 30, both arrested and charged in separate criminal complaints after allegedly using the U.S. Post Office in the town of Greece, again right outside Rochester, to receive cocaine and marijuana over the past four years. How'd they get four years in before somebody realized what was going on there? Because I think the investigators le- let investigations go on. Oh, you think? I do. Yeah. I, because, and, and when you, 
I watched enough uh, uh, cop shows to mm-hmm. know that how extensive my knowledge is of law enforcement. So, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't take any training, didn't need to. Uh, saw everything. I've learned everything on A and E that mm-hmm. I needed to know. But I would think that uh, sometimes they let the activity continue to find out who the bigger source is. Okay, and not only that, maybe yeah. they want enough criminal activity to warrant further and larger punishments, yeah. probably yeah. too. Uh, see, I, always, I always thought that most of these investigations were over within an hour, yeah. including commercial breaks. Let's say you're a radio guy running an illegal sports book. Uh, and How somebody, much am I getting paid? Uh, a lot of money. What and, city? Uh, maybe Hartford. Okay. I don't know. Am I required to wear staff wear at events? Uh, yes, you are. Damn. And, uh, you know, let's say you're running this illegal ring. The cops will be looking at you for months. But it's not that they want to get you specifically. Mm-hmm. They want to know where you're getting the money right. from. Right. W- would you be uh, a DJ at a rock station in Hartford if Could that be. were happening? Um, Could be. Or okay. then... Uh, and then, yeah, it went, yeah, and then, yeah, and then the rock station folded, and yes. everybody yeah. left. Yeah. And, then, and then, for whatever reason, you yeah. found it almost impossible to find work. Yeah, huh. I don't. I but that's just know. total conjecture, though. You're just putting that that's together. A hypothetical, yes, clearly. Of course. At least the man thanks you for the ride every day. That's all you got to worry about. Uh, postal employees, those people that shoot people every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes. Why? Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming, and there's never a let-up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up and more and more, and you got to get it out because the more I get it out, the more I get it keeps coming in. There's junk mail, and there's publishers clearing day. Ah, the humanity. I don't know what that's from. Uh, kind of. That was uh, um, Barney Miller. No, Bronson Pinchot and... Uh, <laughs> Larry, what's it, Perfect strain. Perfect strain. Yeah, yeah. Bronson Pinchot. Balky. 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 That was Balky. Balky. Right. That was Balky. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Remember Balky worked for the United States Postal Service? I yeah. do. Yeah. By the way, worst interview I ever conducted in radio. Bronson Pinchot? Bronson Pinchot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, t- one word answers. Very angry, very mean. I'm like, why did you even agree to do the interview for crime? Might it have had something to do yeah. with the quality of the questions? Was he promoting something at the time? He was. He was. Not he very was. well. No, not very well at all. And again, I just don't know why these people do these interviews. It was him. And by the way, you mentioned Barney Miller. Hal Linden, the second worst interview I ever did. No so kidding. Bronson Pinchot and Hal Linden, the two worst <sighs> interviews I ever did. How about you guys? Did you have a list of Bad worst? interviews? Yes. Worst celebrity interviews of all time? Suzanne Summers. Suzanne yeah, Summers yeah, is kind of top oh, list yeah. because she went into this whole thing about Monsanto seeds and I don't know. One of the most dis- disappointing ones that, that we ever did mm-hmm. was Dave Chappelle. Really, I I I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to Dave Chappelle so bad, but mm-hmm. it was like at seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. and clearly he had just woken up, yep. and it was a late night, mm-hmm. and the last thing he wanted to do right. was talk to a couple of idiots in Springfield, Massachusetts. Never mind a radio station, mm-hmm. and that was before uh, that was before he hit. Yeah. But I mean, I knew who Dave Chappelle was, and sure. I knew he was great. And you know, now, like this week, it would be great to talk to Dave Chappelle. But you know, I don't, I you know. That's probably not going to happen this week. And Deidre Hall from uh, Days of Our Lives didn't really care for the fact that I kind of described to her that I was caught uh, flogging the bishop to to pictures of her when she was possessed by the devil. I don't understand that. What woman wouldn't feel... Uh, you know, flattered by that, something like that. Well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's a lifelong thing. That happened when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah, sure. And now I'm uh, 43 years old. I mean, it's just. Uh, I know. I know. And isn't it flogging the dolphin and polishing the bishop? 
No, or, no. Didn't you combine the two there? You're not kinky enough. You want to flog the bishop. <laughs> All right. That's what you got to do. No it's, more beating. It's no 645 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the mass hat coming up on Rock 102. When it comes to choosing a roofing contractor, you have many choices. And as Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 651 and David Bowie with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, today for your Pioneer Valley forecast. They're going to be uh, not too bad, uh, partly to mostly cloudy. And a high of 64. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 53. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. In Dunedin, Florida... Uh, Given a false name to police, probably not a good idea when you've already got a criminal track record. So, apparently this happened... Wouldn't that be the best time to give a false name? Depends on what false name you give. you got to be clever about giving the false name. Police performing a vehicle stop there over the weekend, finding a 9mm handgun, ammunition, and a, quote, trafficking amount of narcotics inside the vehicle. Since the drugs appeared to belong to a male passenger, police asked him to identify himself. Passenger gave the name Tyler Durden. Mm -hmm. Tyler Durden. From the Fight Club. Correct. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give a fake name, maybe come up with something that's not so obvious. I mean, you knew immediately, Steve, where it was from. I I didn't know immediately where it was from. It took me a couple of seconds to figure it out, but I knew it was something that was a like some sort of movie character or character. Right. They ran it through the police database. They were unable to locate a subject by that name. So they used a fingerprint scanner and they identified the passenger as one Todd Michael Burns. Long rap sheet, currently on probation for meth possession from back in 2019. Police saying his true identity was revealed And then, of course, because he admitted to giving a false name, he faced all sorts of charges from the felony drug and weapons charges to misdemeanor counts uh, of providing false names to law enforcement. So you can't do that. Poor dude can't catch a break. Right. But uh, on the other hand, if you you know you're wanted or you 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 might you know violate parole mm-hmm. a good fake name makes a lot of sense yeah, i mean to a guy on. like me i'm not suggesting you do that i'm sure the cops wouldn't be happy but that would be my first guess who could i be right now my first guess mm-hmm. dave coombs what okay. about uh yeah. barry mcockner there you go that's that always one? a good one that yeah. would, yeah, that, yeah. would stump yeah. The, that would stump the cops for a bit How about Absolutely. chad blewett mm-hmm. there you go yeah. that would that would uh, that would work uh drew peacock <laughs> Isn't, isn't that what the roundabout was being fashioned after in Chicopee that they were I trying be, to... I believe that was a peanut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. peanut. Uh, Mr. Oxlong. <laughs> First name, Michael. Yeah, see, that would be a good one. But he likes to go by Mike. Yeah, understood. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Mr. Uh, Haywood. I, well, I can't say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, of course. We know that one. You know, we got Spencer Christian to say that full name one time on the air. It was National Weatherman's Day years ago up in uh, Syracuse, and we called the green room. Spencer Christian answered the phone, and um, we got him to, to play along with that little game, and he said that full name that Steve... Did he Yikes. not Did he not realize what he has been oh, asked oh, no. to do? Oh, he knew exactly what he was doing. And he did it. That was a, that was the, those are the great old days of radio oh, when you could get man. away with stuff like that. It was probably the early 90s when that happened. Yeah, you know, I'm going on a date tonight with uh, with Jenny. Jenny Talia. You know her? <laughs> 
No, but I've heard about her. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she's quite the gal. I bet she is. Uh-huh. Did she have an opening in her schedule? Uh, she did. Uh, she just uh, got off a bad break with Mo. Mo? Mo Lester. Oh, oh yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he was a huge ass. I bet he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> Anyone seen huge ass? No. No. 6.54, almost 6.55 with back Steve and Dave. The 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I'm not really the gambling type. You see me at a casino, I'll probably at the I'll probably be at the buffet tables, rather the crap tables or playing blackjack. At least with the buffets, I'm always up and I know how to beat the house. Well, when it comes to slapping money down at wagers and games of chance, I'm clearly not your guy. So when I read the headline this morning about a new unauthorized biography about to reveal how PGA golfer Phil Mickelson has racked up a massive gambling debt over the course of four years, I let my snap judgments quickly formulate the following opinion, and that is this. If the book is accurate, there's a chance Phil Mickelson has a gambling problem. The book, written by Alan Shipnuck, entitled Phil, the rip-roaring and unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar, is set to be released on May 17th, just as the PGA Championship is about to begin. In the book, Shipnuck claims that between 2010 and 2014, Phil Mickelson found himself with a gambling debt said to be in the neighborhood of $40 million. Now, granted, in 2012, Phil's annual income was about $48 million a year. However, as any good problem gambler will tell you, it's only a problem when you're losing. And as long as there is hope that the next irresponsible bet will solve all of your problems, then there is a risk that that just might be worth taking. What degenerate gambler can't relate to that? Now, I think... When I think of a guy with a $40 million gambling debt, I'm not immediately convinced that he's a guy who knows what he's doing. For me, I would denounce the very gambling addiction after losing only 20 bucks in a slot machine. If this is the case, and if it's true, combined with this whole Saudi PGA debacle that he's been caught in, I'm starting to think there's a whole lot of, a whole buffet of things that Phil Mickelson doesn't really have much of a handle on. And the biggest thing he doesn't have a handle on is $40 million, because that money is now in the hands of the people who won. I should also point out that none of us have any idea what sort of debt he's racked up since 2014. Because if you lose that much money in a four-year span, imagine how much money you can lose in an eight-year span. And I would assume it's quite a lot. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Have you been to Baxi's Backyard Pizzeria? Me neither. At least not yet. But with the Uni Woodfire Outdoor Pizza Oven, I can be doing Woodfire pizzas all the time. And I'd almost invite you over. Maybe. Get an uni today at your grilling destination at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 709. And Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. You know, it's going to be about mid-60s today, by the way. Then uh, dropping temps as the weekend goes on. But pretty much sun and clouds all weekend long. You know, the phone has been ringing off the hook for like the last 20 minutes. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Steve calling you. How are you doing? Uh, good, Steve. Uh, it's back Steve and Dave here. What can we do for you? Well, good morning, back Steve, Dave. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, We're doing great, Steve. What's up, buddy? Well, I just wanted to let you guys know that it'll be 
20 years, unfortunately, on Mother's Day of my car accident, but I wanted to thank the three of you guys and the other guy I won't talk about personally for helping me, helping me and my family get through all the dark days and bad days. And if it wasn't for Rock 102 and you guys, it'd be tough getting through, but thank you so much for what you guys do. It well, really means a lot to me. Well, thank you, Steve. Well, thank you, Steve. We uh, we appreciate your uh, uh, your courage to you know uh, talk about your experience and 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 be an inspiration to others. You're certainly an inspiration to me. Yeah. Having having said that, I'm still not going to cash your hundred dollar check. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, fine. I'll send me a thousand dollar check. How do you like that? Oh uh, yeah, I won't cash. Oh no, maybe no. Hey, I'll take it, Steve. I'll take the thousand bucks. And, uh, Steve, thanks for accepting me into the family here. I appreciate that. And also my friendship on Facebook. Yep. Good talking with you over there sometimes. All right. I love you guys. And hopefully back someday I'll get to meet you and Jenny. And, Dave, I want to get to meet you. And someday I'll we'll find back. So I'll just have to take all you guys out to lunch and it'll be on mm. my dime. So can I, like that. Can I borrow your lanyard to a good parking? <laughs> you can borrow that. You can borrow my old backs. You can be bastard. You can borrow my wheelchair. That Ooh, hey, wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and I can go uh, do some uh, some chair races. Well, the thing goes 11 miles an hour, so I don't know, buddy. Well, see, there you go. You know, Steve, i got to get out to wear sometime because uh, I'm into this magnet fishing thing now, and I bet you there's lots of needles and guns and all those rivers out there, right? Dude, we're going out to the Quabney. There's like four towns buried underneath. Oh the yeah, that's yeah, right. Lots of go. towns buried under there. Now you're talking. Yeah, no, we will. Uh, we will get together uh, real soon. As soon as uh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better, and the weather starts to turn, and you start feeling better too. Okay, buddy. All right. As long, all right. I love you guys, and this is Rock One Hundred Two W A Q Y, and you guys are the best, and I love you. Oh, thank you, Steve. We appreciate it. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, very cool. Did he, say that, did he say that thing, his wheelchair goes 11 miles per hour? Yeah. Wow. That thing cruises. Yeah. What'd Absolutely. What'd you get, a six volt? Did you a favor. Seen, uh, I've seen video of him uh, on the move. Yeah. Dude Dude can haul ass. Impressive, huh? I'm, yeah. I'm uh, always uh, really impressed by people like him mm -hmm. because he got into this 20 years ago, he's saying, uh, you know, yep. Mother's Day was the uh, thing. Going to pick up flowers for his mom. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, but I, what? And, and then one other thing I want to add is that we had the guy that called yesterday, and I think a couple weeks ago as well, who had the brain injury, and who I was joking, are you drunk, are you high? And he goes, no, I'm the brain injury guy. People like that love to be part of the show. So, and, yeah. you know, brain injury guy, a quadriplegic guy, we're yep. just uh, we're oh, shaping yeah. up. Okay, so we got we got a high, we got a high sophisticated demographic. Right I didn't there. know P1 stands for paralyzed one. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, but Steven's been a uh, you know a fan yeah. for a long time, and, right. and and it's good to have him call in. So and thank he, you, Steve. And and you know, for twenty years, twenty years uh, being a quadriplegic. I mean, and and he's get, he's so graceful about yeah, it. Yeah, yes, that's what it is. I, I I always I'm so impressed by people that have taken probably one of the worst situations you could ever be in right. in your life, mm -hmm. and yet still be. So kind-hearted mm -hmm. and and caring and, and for and others, go through life with a great sense of humor and yeah, optimism without That's, carrying a chip on your yeah, shoulder. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, listen, uh, I'm seeing somebody now. 
You are? Yeah. Wow, that was quick. That Olivia. Was Olivia. Hey. Olivia. And where's Olivia from? Olivia is from the internets. <laughs> okay, one of those. Is uh, this one of them catfishing things? No, no, no. Uh, this chick is my new workout partner. Olivia Amato. Oh, um, one of the Peloton instructors. On the Peloton girls. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is, uh, is this relationship something that is mutual or is this somewhat well, of a, a one-sided thing at the moment well it's a one-sided thing i'm kind of used to doing that so uh <laughs> you know it's uh, it, it she's hot she's super hot and she's olivia and, amato and, and she's uh very motivating to you i would imagine yeah she was like come on you can do this and i'm like yes i can and i pushed harder with my Resistance and well, now, cadence. So, mm. so yeah. Steve told me about this when you were out earlier this week that he bought a Peloton and he's already all in on this thing. And they have celebrity instructors. I thought you were into this woman named Lovewell. That was I dumped her ass wow. as soon as I uh, found uh, Olivia Amato. Yeah, you give her a call. It, like, she, she's too busy. She's got I all see. these clients. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, she can't. Uh, call. She wasn't giving enough of her time to you. She told me to to show up at my leisure. And uh, she'll take care of me. She wanted to start peddling with other people. That's right. You know, uh, Bax, uh, I'm dating a woman now. Really? Who, yes. Is this a, is this a new thing for yeah, you? The, yeah, the, woman, the other woman part, yeah. Oh, good. So uh, she also has a Peloton membership. I was telling Steve, and her favorite is Jess King. And these are relationships. You do these things so <sighs> often, and you have your favorites, apparently, when you have signed up with Peloton. This woman tells me. Same thing as Steve. She's hooked on Jess King. Look at look at how beautiful this girl is. Yeah. Olivia Amato. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's got a little um, Natalie Portman look about her. Yeah, but I got a little Steve Nagel thing about yeah. her. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> now, yeah. these things are uh, all pre-recorded motivational tools, right? I mean, you know, it's not an actual... <sighs> It's not an actual interactive relationship. I uh, I had an, uh, encouragement from my good friend Kelly, who's like, "You got to get one of these. You got to get, you know, you got to get. This will motivate you. This will." And I'm like, a part of me is like, eh, I don't know if I want to spend that much money. And then I found a used one, which was in excellent shape. And uh, I'm like, all right, let me try it. So the first day, it's like, okay. And then the second day, you kind of really get, once I got the shoes on, yeah. once I got those shoes that, that fit in the clips, uh, it's really motivating. It really is. It's There's something about this screen, the size of the screen and the studio quality of the, of the people speaking, you yeah. know what I mean? That just gets you, and, and it's, it's all timed. So it tells you, hey, and, and they're telling you in the thing, hey, in the 30 seconds, we're going to increase the... You know, resistance by ten or something like that, mm -hmm. and and it, and yep. it's it's instructional because I don't know how to work out like that. Right. Like I've never worked on a spin bike before, so now here we are, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Now this is a used machine, you yeah. said, right? Yeah. So in in many significant ways, these trainers that you're talking about, yeah, basically a sloppy seconds type of situation, isn't it? Um, it's more like it's, a filthy fourths kind yeah, of I was going to say, this yeah. is the kind of deal yeah. where these are uh, It's a group activity. Other, it's yeah. a group activity. Some other dudes yeah. castaways. No, no, it's it's like a, it's like an orgy. Yeah, no, it's more like a rebound situation is what well, I'm hearing. That's, that's how you got to play it, man. You got you to gotta get back out there. Now, get back want, out there. I'm on the road. You don't want a Peloton orgy. That would be like a spin class. You don't get anything out of that. <laughs> well, I wouldn't get anything out of that. Well, but Steve's fresh off a... a 
being a, a dumpy, so yeah. you got to cut him some slack. So here. listen, hey, listen, uh, I'm all over that. Olivia Amato is where it's at. All right, Olivia Omato. How many other choices do you have in case this relationship doesn't work out? There's tons of chicks. That's the nice thing. Right. If I don't want her, I can go back to Emma yep. tomorrow. Emma Lovewell. If I want, yeah, if I, I, I could do that. How well, do you know Emma's not going to be jealous that you're seeing this uh, this uh, Olivia girl? Well, I guess that's just something she's going to have to live with. Is there going to be some sort of passive-aggressive type of, uh, well... How was Olivia last week? I mean, she's not going to be doing any of that, right? No, no, no. How was your other Probably trainer? wondering who that woman is popping up on your... Yeah, that other... Who's that woman popping up on your screen? Oh, oh, and you can also interact with other people, by the way, too. And don't get any ideas about signing up with Jess King and then having an interaction with the woman I'm dating right now while you're both on Peloton. That, uh, that tramp. Exactly. She's training both of you? <laughs> and you work together? That's that's so... There's no bro hey, code there. By the way, yesterday I came in in 148th place in my group... <laughs> Of how many? 149. Hey, <laughs> so I wasn't last. All right, but I wasn't first. Yeah. Well, you want to. You don't want to seem too aggressive. But, uh, it's a listen, new relationship, uh, after all. Listen, uh, I've had this <laughs> thing for almost a week, and it's pretty awesome. And I don't know, like I haven't gotten sick of it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I will just oh. yet. I think it's something that's going to last. Uh, see, this is so much better. Year, a couple of years ago during the pandemic, I went and stupidly bought one of these like cross trainer things. Mm-hmm. One of those like, uh, it's not quite a stepper, but it's got the, the arms on it. It's like your cross country skiing. Yeah. yeah. Elliptical. Yeah. Elliptical. And, yeah. and the worst part about that was I'm too big. You know, I was... I was over 300 pounds at the time trying to get on that thing. And when you buy the cheaper version, like this is what this was. This was something from like a Target or something that I bought secondhand from somebody else. And it was wobbling all over them. Like there was no uh, fix in that. Right. Because they're not heavy built machines. And this thing is actually keeps me uh, upright, keeps, doesn't tip over either way Mm because that's what i was worried about i'm like is this bike gonna tip over when my feet are locked inside of it yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah try try doing that on a real bike by the way locking in your feet like that and trying to get out for the first time especially when when the car hits you (laughs) yes that's like a thing you got to practice right to practice like dumping the bike and all that stuff oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, so i would have kept going on that uh on that uh rower that i bought Mm -hmm. had i not shredded my knee as a result of it see because otherwise i'd be on it all the time i was loving it and you didn't have a hot instructor running you through the rowing workout they're giving you your strokes. I didn't need. Uh, I didn't need a hot instructor to motivate me. But I'm. Uh, I'm learning all about uh, cadence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. Uh, that's that's something else. Mm-hmm. Cadence and resistance and all that other good stuff. Oh, I've got a lot of resistance to buying yeah. one of those things. Yeah, but they're like, are you ready to go with me? Yes, I am, Olivia. Are you going to get one of them yellow jerseys like the Tour de France guys have, you know, when they're in the lead, just to make you feel like you're number one? Get Maybe if I lose a little bit more weight, yeah. uh, my boobs are already melting away. So, yeah. you know. You going to take loads of steroids like Lance Armstrong? Oh, absolutely. I've there been taking go. steroids for years. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, Peloton, that's where it's at, baby. All right. It's 721 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. The Rock 102. Rolling Stones, very dark, very dark. Really? Before Mother's Day, Rock 102, back Steve and Dave, good morning. That's about painting it black. I know. So it's, right. That's a very dark color. That's what I'm saying. Slimming, though. Yeah, I guess. Well, it, it, look, uh, Mr. Peloton over here, he's yeah. got his black t-shirt on. Yeah. Hey, um, today, a uh, pretty proud day, we're in yeah. the Baxendale house. Yeah. Today, uh, for those of you that have been uh, with Rock 102 for many a year, 
You may recall that, uh, ooh, I don't know, 22 years ago, uh, I had a kid and then several more after that. My daughter Sophie's graduating college today. And uh, after the show, I have to go home. I have to get uh, cleaned up a little bit and head out to my daughter's college graduation. Damn, you're Man. old. I, you know what? I do feel a little bit old, but more proud than old. I mean, you know, with mm-hmm. <laughs> respiratory infection and me sure. sucking down an inhaler every 15 minutes. I mean, yes, I feel particularly old, but also very proud. I mean, this is a girl who's uh, who's crushing it. Great. Got Actually got out of college a semester early. Wow. And uh, is going to grab her, uh, her degree later this afternoon at UMass Dartmouth. Very, very cool. Wait a minute. A child of yours graduated a semester early? Can you believe that? How many semesters extra did you take at Marquette University, <clears throat> which was uh, probably twice as expensive as uh, this college? Uh, several months ago, Sophie and I had this very same discussion, mm-hmm. and she wanted to know, what? Why? why did it take you five and a half years to get through college? And I... You know, gave the standard answer. I didn't want to learn too much too quick, too quick mm-hmm. which she didn't really buy. But, um, yeah, it took me five and a half years uh, to get out oh, well, uh, with well, a bachelor's degree. So, obviously, but I, got it. It I skipped, did get it. It skipped a generation then, the, uh, you know, what you're just talking about, the fact that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, thank God she didn't get your genetics. Well, she got somebody else, some other Baxendale's you know, genetics. Both my parents have their master's degrees. There you go. And yet their kids did not get <laughs> yeah, master's right. degrees. And, uh, you know, although my sister went back to, you know, back to school and got, mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, you know, some certifications and that was really cool. But right. you know, I've never had any real thought of going back so I could learn more ways in which I can play Led Zeppelin songs for everybody. So, but, you know, here's uh, a kid that is going to go to and eventually get advanced degrees, we believe, or Congrats. she believes. So, right. no, it's all mm-hmm. it's all very well and good. And yet, you know, you mentioned before, I got myself a four-color uh, centerfold in the uh, Marquette University uh, magazine. You're on the cover uh, this of... Quarter. On the cover of the Marquette Alumni University book. Marquette University Alumni book. Yeah, I, uh, they did a whole thing about the Mayflower Marathon. It was very cool. Hmm. Yeah. Well, at least they uh, they did that. They approached me, which is weird because I didn't. You know, I I only send class notes when it benefits me. But uh, yeah, they they contacted me and had a photographer in here, and uh, boom! Next thing I know, I got a full page uh, the write up. Sweet, yeah, Good you pretty cool. All right, and it took me five and a half years, and I spent nearly nothing in alumni donations, and only forty years for them to put your picture in the paper. Exactly, <laughs> from academic probation to the centerfold. It would be like in uh, Mean Girls. He don't even go here. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah. We got news next to Rock One Hundred Two. Here's your Western Mass news first alert forecast. Well, Cla- seven thirty-three. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by. Yankee Home Improvement, Yankee Home's Memorial Day sale all month long. Get $1,400 off free safety bars and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Got a shooting and a fire to report about in Springfield. The fire apparently occurring earlier this morning. One person had to be taken to the hospital for injuries. The fire occurring at a home in Springfield's Pine Point neighborhood. According to Springfield Fire Captain Drew Pimonti, the Springfield Arson Bomb Squad investigating the cause of the fire at 52 Humbert Street. Apparently, the damage contained to the exterior of the home, but one resident was injured and, again, was taken to the hospital. That victim expected to survive. Now, as far as the shooting is concerned, a man from Springfield 
arrested earlier this week after allegedly shooting at a Beacon Circle home. According to Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, it happened around 11.25 in the morning. Officers arresting 19-year-old Eric Brown at the intersection of Moss Road and North Branch Parkway. Two outstanding arrest warrants and firearm charges. According to the report, the incident happened at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Shots fired at a home located near the 100 block of Beacon Circle. Officers finding bullet holes in the siding of the property, along with a couch and bullet fragments in the dining room as well. A child was on the inside of that home when the shooting occurred, but everybody's okay. Uh, Eric Brown charged with two arrest warrants. Carrying loaded firearms, assault with a dangerous weapon, malicious destruction of property, and a bunch of other stuff as well. He's uh, he's bad, bad, Eric Brown. Baddest man in the whole damn town. Badder than an old King Kong. Meaner than a junkyard Junkyard? dog? Yeah, it's the same guy. Wow. Uh, All the the downtown ladies call him Treetop Bubba, but all the men just call him Sir. I don't even know how to respond to that. Did you not know that was a lyric? In the no, song? I knew. It was I, a tree top, I just don't know the next line. Treetop lover, not Bubba. I thought it was treetop Bubba. I think maybe Bax can call it up and we can settle uh, this argument okay. once and for all. How can we do a proper news report unless we have the accurate <clears throat> lyrics to the song? Well, let me uh, let me get this for you because I realize that this will be burning. Uh, come on. Treetop lover, you're right, Dave. Yeah, treetop lover. That's it. And all the men just call him sir. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. he is bad, bad Leroy Brown. Yeah. Baddest man in the whole damn town. Badder than old King Kong. Meaner than a junkyard dog. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, Leroy, he was a gambler. And he liked his fancy clothes. And he liked to wave his diamond rings under everybody's nose. And He's he drove a, a Lincoln Continental, did he not? Well, an old Eldorado, too. Really? A custom Continental. Ah. Yeah. And that Eldorado, too. He also got a thirty-two gun in his pocket full of fun. And he got a razor in his shoe? He does. <laughs> and he's uh, he's bad, bad. What was the guy? It wasn't Leroy. Eric Brown. It? Eric Brown. Baddest man in the whole damn town. Badder than an old King Kong. Meaner than, than a junkyard, junkyard dog. dog. <sighs> and scene. You know what's funny? What? Dave knew these by heart. I'm looking. I had to read these lyrics because it uh, it slipped my mind. Well, I, I sang it at a karaoke night one night, so it was. Why am I indel- not surprised by that at all? <laughs> Indelibly etched in my memory. Plus, it was a great song when I was a kid. Huh? Tree, Huge hit. Treetop lover. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense now. What did you say? Treetop Tree bubba. bubba. I thought. Oh, was- yeah, I didn't know what that. I didn't know what that meant. Well, you know, when you listen to these lyrics on the radio and you can't understand half of these folk singers with their, yeah, you know. They're gibberish. I know, and it's all about the uh, the presentation of the lyrics. Yeah, Elton John used to do that for me all the time. It took me years to realize it was called a magazine and not a magazine. Uh-huh, and, and how about the Tony Danza song that he put out? Oh, yes. Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, and honestly, at the time, no one knew who Tony Danza was. <laughs> now look at him. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, like the pine trees lining the winding road, I got a name. Oh, I got a name. <laughs> We're gonna do the whole Jim Crow. No, we're not. We don't morning. have time for this. Like the singing bird and the croaking toad, you got a name. I got a name. All right, you know, um, it is payday, and the show ends at ten. So. And I carry it with me like my daddy did. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I, I I got to liking that song because of Django. 
Oh, Django you remember that Django yeah. Unchained? Yeah, and, yeah. And, they, and then that was the scene with him and uh, what's his, what's the uh, is it Christopher? Uh, what the hell's the Christoph guy's? Waltz? Is that the one? He's the German one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he it was him, and they were riding out onto the mm-hmm. into the sunset. Uh, sure, I honestly haven't seen it. It is one of it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, so you know it's like violent as all hell, right? Which is the best part. And it usually takes a while to get to that violence when you're watching Quentin Tarantino. But movie. you know it's coming. Uh, but that was one of the coolest, uh, badass like revenge movies ever. Yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. see it now. He's a he was a slave, and then uh, it was it's Jamie Fox, and and then he wants to go back and find his his bride. Because she's on a plantation somewhere. Okay. So he starts taking names and kicking ass all over the country. Pretty good movie. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I got a name by Jim Croce that you've been singing for mm-hmm. the last few minutes here. Also, the theme song for the 1973 movie, The Last American Hero, starring Jeff Bridges as a stock car racer. Now, that one I vaguely remember, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the north wind whistling down the sky. <laughs> That's it. I've got a name. <clears throat> I've got a name. Dave, what's going on in the news? <laughs> Oh, is that what we're doing right now? No. No, not really. I'm just wondering if you had anything to offer. Well, how about this? We're getting millions of dollars here in Western Mass from the Baker administration. If the money he's earmarked for us goes through to improve the Roderick Ireland Courthouse and the Hall of Justice, $2.78 billion, including $4.3 million for those two buildings here in Western Mass, along with an additional $40 million for the soldiers' home in Holyoke, all for capital improvements, all from the Baker administration. Now, as a child of the 70s, I just want to make uh, sure that we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. The Hall of Justice is not the place that includes Batman, Robin, Superman, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. No, and not to be confused. And the Wonder Twins. And not to be confused with the Hall of Presidents, which I went to years ago at Disney World, by the way, which was great. You liked it? Yes. Really? Yeah. That was the only ride that made me sick. (laughs) I didn't like it as much as the Country Bear Jamboree, but I liked it. That, that, that one didn't make me sick. Paula Presence made me want to throw up. Yeah, I didn't even go in there. According to the Baker administration, the nearly $3 billion earmarked for our area applies to fiscal 2023 and also falls under a five-year plan that would call for $13.9 billion to be spent across the state of Massachusetts. Again, across the state. Yes. Part of it right here. For those buildings. Wait a minute. How much is coming here? Two point seven billion. Four point three million just for the Ireland courthouse okay. and the Hall of Justice. Another forty that, forty million for the soldiers' home in Holyoke. You need at least a couple of hundred million to build a brand new courthouse. I yes. would imagine. I, I don't know why they don't. Why are they doing this? You're going to continue to make people sick right? just by well, putting a, a bucket of kills over the mold that's growing out of the vents. The thing I don't understand, and I, and I mentioned this before, and I think you're kind of you know kind of hitting on it too, is okay. Let's say you spend that kind of money on the courthouse, and let's say that it doesn't work, mm-hmm. that there are more problems within the next two years right? because all this stuff is uh, reemerging, all this mold, all these pathogens are around the building sure. and, and getting people ill at that point do you say let's come up with another four million because to me it's penny wise pound foolish if this had been in boston remember when they built the 800 million dollar convention center in boston a few years ago or redid the green line no one was clamoring for a new gl- green line but they said hey we got money to spend let's go spend it mm-hmm. on those projects yeah and they did it here you have a building that is sick from top to bottom. 
that everybody who works in there feels uncomfortable in there. If you've been in the courthouse, you know it's gross. It's disgusting. And yet, what it needs to really work is something that no one has the stomach to do. Mm -hmm. Let's just clean it up. We're beyond cleanup. We need a wrecking ball. That is the solution. Well, good luck with that. That's not part of the Baker administration's plan. I understand that. And I also understand that it's not all his money to spend, that it's a budgetary issue, and it still would need some level of improvement. And you're going to have a new administration coming in, mm-hmm. you know, after he's done. But when that happens, I mean, we really need to think about what is the right thing to do and the right thing to do. And I'm sure the DA and everybody else in, involved in that building would say the same thing. They need a new building, mm-hmm. period. Not another fresh right. coat of paint, not a scrubby, not a big giant you know, magic eraser right. with the... Uh, you know, with Mr. Clean on the on the box, this is something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. As long as we're talking about money, I'll finish with this one. Williams College moving to an entirely grant-based financial aid program for students beginning this fall. They're going to eliminate loans and work requirements from its aid packages. They will become the first higher education institution in the country to do this. According to a press release from the school yesterday, Williams College now aiming to spend up to $77.5 million a year on financial aid, which more than half of the school's 2,100 students receive on an annual basis. They won't have to work for it anymore. They won't have to have loans. They'll just get the financial aid as grant money. Now, how this is a school. Let me just uh, point this out. This is a school that at current rates are charging families $78,000 a year to attend. Mm -hmm. Where are they going to get that money? Famous alums who donate it? Really? (laughs) Maybe. Really? Yeah. You never know. That's how I'm not buying this. Mm -hmm. I'm this, I, you know, this kind of seems to me to be, uh, I don't know. Uh, There's something, there's something about this whole idea that if you're charging someone $78,000, um, (laughs) <laughs> it just sounds very fishy to me. Look, I think they can get alumni contributions. One of uh, Steve's heroes, George Steinbrenner, went to Williams College. I'm He's sure not. his family has a lot of money left over from his Yankee years that they could pony up to Williams. Uh, he's not my hero. What? Well, I know you're a Yankees fan. Yeah, but yeah, George but Steinbrenner. The same guy that tra- traded Jay Buhner. Uh, Derek right. Jeter. Now, there's a hero. Well, hey, you wouldn't have oh my god, you wouldn't have some of the championships from the Reggie Jackson years if it weren't for George Steinbrenner putting those clubs together. Yeah, but he's not my hero. Okay. If you're talking about the team that I like, uh, <laughs> if you want to go back, I would say, uh, oh, Don Mattingly. Okay, Mattingly, what a hack that no, dude was. that guy was awesome. What he are you talking sucked. about? <laughs> uh, Ideki Arabu. Oh, that I was, hated uh, Ideki Arabu. Yeah, Please. Scott Brocious. Oh, yeah. my God. That sounds like a like a skin rash. I've got a bad case of Brocious. Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams. Met him one time, by the way. Nice yeah. guy. Paul Williams. No, not the singer. The singer? Yeah. All four foot nine of them? Yeah. yeah. What a talent. Uh, Neil Sadaka. I love Neil Sadaka. <laughs> He's a calendar girl. Yeah, I know. Are these, all William, are, are these all Williams College graduates, by the way? <laughs> no, I don't no think idea. so. <laughs> that would have been cool if it was, though. It's 745 with Bex, Steve, and Dave. Coming up next, and now hear this. We got... 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hey, I just got to mention a couple of community events here uh, happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Layla Strong, that's a uh, young baby who uh, has a liver disease, and if she doesn't get a transplant, she might not make it. So that's uh, happening uh, tomorrow. In uh, Tomorrow's the 7th, right? May 7th. Yes. May 7th in Granby, uh, 104 West State Street at the uh, PV8 Hall. And uh, tickets are 20 bucks. You can buy them at the door. That's uh, Layla Strong, a fundraiser for Layla Strong. And then uh, on Sunday, uh, two different events, but uh, there's a pancake breakfast going on in Huntington at the uh, Littleville Fairgrounds for, mm, yeah. for Mother's Day. Sunday, May 8th in the dining hall. Starts at 7 a.m., $10 for adults, $5 for 10 and under. So that's uh, that's all going on this weekend uh, in Western Mass. And uh, also, I'm going to be at that uh, Rays of Hope uh, Iron Duke Brewing event uh, tomorrow between uh, 12 and 6. I'm not sure what time I'm going to be there yet, but uh, I will be there tomorrow uh, for that. So with, yeah, with your inhaler, you're going to give out shots of inhaling, uh, you know, blasts I, to people that stop by. Or? I'm going to hope that I'm not. I mean, I'm not contagious right now, but mm-hmm. I I may be wheezing mm-hmm. as I'm uh, you know pouring your Iron Dukes. Mm-hmm. So uh, just uh, just be aware that the uh, you know that's the way it's going to be. All right. And now, now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Cut number one comes from Gerard Mayo. And I only bring it up because it has to do with a beverage that was probably very popular yesterday on Cinco de Mayo. So, Mayo, on Cinco de Mayo, all about a specific beverage here that he was enjoying during the NFL draft as he was waiting to get selected years ago. My brothers, you know, when we get together, we rarely get together, but when we all get together, we like to have a drink or two. And so, one of my brothers, he was like, all right, we're going to do a shot. Every pick that goes by that you're not picked. And so I was like, whoa. Thank God you didn't go 20th. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> if I would have went 20th, I wouldn't be here today. And so, and that's why I don't drink Patron to this day now because we were drinking Patron and I was the 10th overall pick. So you do the math. Yeah, oh Gerard Mayo from the Pats from the Past podcast, you, by the way. Can you imagine being right. Mr. Irrelevant and with the same uh, drinking game? Right. Oh, my God. You'd be, putting, you'd, you'd be putting a morgue. And we all have stories about specific Beverages that we no longer drink because of a certain incident. Mine would be Half and Ref or the Green Death, the beer that was oh my God. popular years ago. I forgot all about Half and oh, Ref. Yeah. That was mine, terrible. Mine would be all of them. <laughs> well, yes, you've you've gone that route. Now you're up. He's a he's a Peloton guy now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I also uh, made my sick on every single liquor available. Uh, you know, just to just to. Make yeah. I wouldn't go back to it. My uh, my least favorite is straight up uh, Jägermeister. I just think really? that is just the worst stuff ever. Yeah, I was also not real good with the tequila that had the worm in it. Uh, mezcal, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never never uh, chewed on the worm. Not my not my thing. <laughs> either either in a bottle of tequila or otherwise, right? I got no problem with the tequila. I just uh, you know I'll, I'll 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 give somebody else the worm as a prize. Kind of like when you're uh, you find the prize in a box of Cracker Jacks. Cut number two from the Cape Wildlife Center in Cape Cod. They 
posted to Facebook about a family on Cape Cod that recently spotted a small canine wandering alone on the side of a busy road. The family took the animal home and raised it as a puppy until they realized it was a coyote. Here's Jimmy Fallon. They knew it was a coyote when it tried to blow up the house with dynamite and run off a cliff. Yeah, you can't raise a coyote and in that, captivity. That Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Right. Man, what a caution. It is a cautionary tale for sure. Uh, let's see. Cut number three. 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 <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Jimmy Fallon again reading from tweets that came in with famous quotes from moms. My mom once said, the closest I get to a spa day is when steam from the dishwasher smacks me in the face. <laughs> Did you guys remember, by the way? Have you sent your mom a gift or a card? I did I'm, yesterday. I'm, I got a card. I'm seeing her today, so okay. I will exchange the card today. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your family situation, Steve. I, mean, I know your dad has passed away. Has your mom passed away as well or not? She yeah. just died like four months ago. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, so the, the yeah. scabs are still healing. Thank you very much for picking yeah, that up. Thanks so much for bringing that up, Dave. Yeah. For- what else can you bring up this morning, Dave? <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, hey, also Mother's Day is Sunday, and the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. Here's Seth Myers. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend, and the favorite horses include Fleetfoot, Gingham Dream, and Testify. If you're excited about the Kentucky Derby, then you know I made up all those horse names. <laughs> We could give you the real rundown, and maybe next hour we'll have a little wagering here on the show. Yeah, we'll see about that. We're limited with time. That's it for now here. This at 7.57. we got a special guest coming up, right, in just a few minutes? Yeah, uh, Southwick Selectman uh, Joe Didi is going to be here. Got himself a little bit of a dust-up on on another radio station, and we'll be talking oh, to him about that. Oh, this guy is out of control. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's the problem, and we'll be talking to him in a little bit. It's coming up on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and Journey with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. You know, after a little over two months of doing this show with you guys and like a year and a half of filling in, I finally found something I'm good at during the show. Eating ice cream. This is amazing, by the way. Uh, in the studio with us right now is uh, is Joe Didi from uh, Malicious. He's also a... Uh, yeah. Selectman in, uh, in Southwick, and that's all very well and good, but yeah, just yeah, just, he, just keep talking. He doesn't just churn ice cream. He churns out lots and lots of drama among the town of Southwick. Listen, <laughs> I was reading your, the, the story about what you said on that radio well, station. I haven't read the story. Well, well let me tell all you I something. got is the last sentence saying I'm a jolly good fellow. Is that a fat joke? No, I don't not, think... Not, I'm not what? looking at you personally, but no, listen, is that I'm, a fat joke? Because no, I think it's a fat I'm, joke. I'm not going to You're say, skinny. Are you a jolly guy? <laughs> yes. I don't think I'm so. Positive. But anyways... I'm not going to sit here and allow anyone to fat shame guys like us. You kidding me? And Actually, I no longer care about the radio story. I just want to eat the ice cream. This right. is fantastic yep. stuff. What did, what did you give us, by the way? Tell us about well, this. I don't know what to call it. So we do some fairs, some local fairs, mm-hmm. and uh, we tend to have a new item every year, which they uh, they really uh, they enjoy. You know, it's a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. So the name I'm going to call today is not a name that uh, a fair would probably go with. <laughs> um, so you have vanilla ice cream that I made this morning. You have yep. a little cinnamon sugar, mm. a touch of local honey, Bill's mm. honey out of Southwick, a little caramel, and down below you're going to come across a pastry ball. I already have. Right, that's, I was that's already getting deep that. fried, mm. coated in cinnamon sugar, and oh. it's full of cream. Jesus. So you know I'm of the uh, Seinfeld Saturday Night era of life. I think they taste like sweaty balls. Yes. Think? Well, you know, they I'm could. gonna I'm gonna take your word for it, Joe. And <laughs> well, I'm just Steve. That was the first thing Steve said. He goes, well, I've had this before. 
you know, a ball full popped. of cream. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, maybe it's the sweaty balls. Maybe, maybe. The cream just popped in my mouth. See, there you uh, go. It's, it's, <laughs> it's you know? delicious. Well done. Well, listen, I don't think you need any more negative publicity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care. I live in it. There you go. Um, <laughs> but you had uh, Crystal Gale, I guess her name is. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not Crystal. I th- it's Diane. I think Diane, Diane Gale. Gale. Oh, well, that makes brown eyes blue, Folks, too. whatever yeah. I say today is Joe Didi's opinion, not the Board of Selectmen's opinion, just, just so we get that out there. Well, 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 this girl makes your brown eyes blue too. Uh, apparently, she took uh, opposition to something you said on a, on the Westfield State College radio station. Yeah, we've been on there about seven years with uh, my good friend Pete over there. He does a hell of a job. Pete's a great guy. Yes, but uh, she was one of the seven people listening to that show when you said that. Uh, my ratings are up. <laughs> way wow. up. That way was a, up. For me being here, I don't know if you guys lowered your standards or I finally made it. I, I've just, but I either think way. You, I think you finally made it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, and then uh, she says, this is her quote yeah, from Mass Live. All in the Give early part of this broadcast, the chair of the select board publicly mocked a private citizen again, accused the police department of bamboozling you into voting to allow them a drone, and with regards to that conversation, also accused either town employees, officials, or the public of having... Uh, was it furtive? What furtive. Is furtive. Furtive. What does that secretive, mean? furtive. That's secretive a word. See, you know what? If you're going to use words, use words yeah. that I can understand. If it doesn't fit on the street no sign, I can't say secretive it. Secretive so. motives for drones stating part of my town wants to be Snoopy. Uh, that's what she said in her in her speech. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So the police department wanted a drone. I said mm-hmm. no, because that's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So they um, we have what's called forfeiture money. When you, you know, when you guys get pulled over with drugs in your car and we... We auction off your car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The money goes back to those towns if they do it right. So we have a couple bucks in forfeiture. The police uh, retired Chief uh, Bishop and now Chief Landis at the, at the time basically said, we have this money. Westfield's got a sale on a used drone because Westfield's going to upgrade their drone. Mm-hmm. All okay. Right. So we're buying it. I'm like, well, you're not buying it with my money. You're buying it with forfeiture money. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, last I knew radio shows were tongue-in-cheek. Well, maybe they're not anymore. Maybe we're supposed to be serious. I don't know. Well, so, I mean, yeah, listen, I don't know. I, I've listened to this show. I don't know. Listen, you, you, just, yeah. you fed us with ice cream. We're yeah. like, you know, we're like brain. Not, we all got yeah, brain you're all zombies. Now. That's it. Yeah. So I said I got bamboozled because they bought it, but they didn't buy it through my thing. No big deal. Um, and, and believe it or not, some towns, I, and maybe this is new, but I don't want to give a drone to everybody. I don't yeah. need people in my backyard, and nor do you guys want people in your backyard. Well, is the, is the issue about the drone itself, or is it about what end pays for it? Well, I think the issue is about Carvana. How's I that? Got you. Let, let's right. just go way back to okay. the olden days. And you guys have reached out. <laughs> two years you, ago. Two years ahead, ago. You yeah. reached out during Carvana said, hey, Joe, what do you think? And I'm like, no goddamn way am I right. going on your show. Because at that point, there was pitchforks and fire. Right, um, right. So Carvana comes to the town through the state, not through Joe Didi, not through the planning board. It was a second project for that for that use of that property. The first project, I believe was a warehouse you would see from the sky, and they wanted basically a TIF. TIF is in lieu of taxes for a couple of years. They were looking for a couple million in TIFs. Uh, Joe D doesn't do that either. Mm. So no TIF. They went to New York, got a big check. They built up there. Carvana right. knocks on the door next. Started as a 60-acre project, morphed into a 100-acre project. It was a monster in the end. Yeah, They pull out because, honestly, if they got it, they wanted to build the next day, and it would have been appealed. It would have taken a year in court. Yeah. Carvana mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with that, from sure. what we understand. So they're gone. Right. But the, that underground pitchfork mentality is still there. The next one up was Russ Fox. 
you know, let's, let's appeal that selectman. Let's get rid of them. They didn't get the signatures. Well, you know, so I'm, ta-da! A, a lot here of, we are. Here we are. <laughs> still surviving. Yeah. A lot of people in other towns would say, "Well, you know, what's wrong with Southwick? You know, they don't want the tax revenue or whatever." A million dollars in tax revenue. But you know, like me, I grew up in a town very similar to a Southwick. Yeah. Where you know, I mean, it's we a kind of look like brothers. I believe that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're like a couple of bookends. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, we uh, you know, we lived in a town where you know, I mean, it was a bedroom community. Yeah. People wanted it to have a certain feel sure. and a flavor, and and you know, any development that went into that town was mostly residential and not right. You know, industrial. I mean, there is industrial parts of town, but Absolutely. you know, it's it's very very much controlled. I understand that mentality. But when someone says to you, well, you know, you, you think of all the tax revenue your town could enjoy as a result of it, what, is, what does a guy like you, Joe Didi, say on the, on the select board? Oh, the tax revenue, of course, is nice. It would have been a million dollars. We're $16 million behind in road repairs. Mm. Okay. okay. As, as every town. No, mm-hmm. you all got we all And got that's problems. all on the town. That's all on the town. Well, you get Chapter 90 money. It's a problem when you're a selectman for nine years. You don't want to know anything, but you know everything. Right. So Chapter 90 money we get from our great friends at the state. Town of Southwick, three hundred and twenty thousand a year. That's six potholes. Okay, what's it cost to pave a million? A million dollars to pave a mile today, is what it costs. Wow! Wow! You, you don't even think about no, like, you how don't. Much that so stuff costs. So we got we got you know we got our three hundred thousand from the state boys. What are we going to do for projects for some, you know paving this year? Yeah, yeah, you ain't doing nothing, kid. Um, so that money had it gone through, would have went just to well. Once again, Joe Didi's opinion. That money would have went just to roads. Yeah. Right. I free, I don't need another janitor. I don't need another cop. I don't need another fireman. Yeah. I need a goddamn roads fixed. So in a situation like this, when yeah. you got Diane Gale yeah. a- accusing you of being disrespectful to a I, I was. town resident. I was. Uh, uh, Terry Mish, I forgot his name. He's on the finance committee. I did. So the day after, what you guys didn't see was the Monday night selectman's meeting for the 25 minute beatdown of Joe, which is fine. I'm used to it. I got big shoulders. I'm a jolly guy. So I had to go back in, and the next day I apologized to everybody. Terry Mission, the Finance Committee. Terry, I forgot your name. I'm, I'm truly sorry. Dave Sutton, one call away. You know that name. He is my new maintenance guy over there. Great guy. He's in over his head. I said that. Well, he's a troublemaker to begin with. Well, so. he's fine. Yeah, I'm the troublemaker. Yeah. You know, when you put us two together. Yeah, so anybody associates yeah. with you, yeah, they become trouble. troublemakers. Yeah. So Dave, is he in over his head? Absolutely. And he's in over his head because he came from 30 years of the private sector. Now, and you, you know, the way towns and cities work, you don't. Joey, I need to build these cabinets for five thousand dollars. How come they won't give me the money? It's not in your budget. What's a budget? Right, it's a budget yeah. that, that has to last you all year, David. Not not today. So yeah, I did say that. And yes, I you know, is some people in town snoopy if they had a drone? Absolutely. We're so, talking with controversial select board chair Joe <laughs> Didi from. So I'm reading right here from the story. You're you're controversial, but at least you got the malicious ice cream going for yeah, you. That's good. Good. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Has anybody spray painted on the cow outside uh, down with Didi? Uh, no, we had to move the cow. The cow uh, five years ago. I got a call at three thirty in the morning from the police department. Said, "Hey, your cow got out." And I said, well, "My cow is fiberglass. How the hell did my cow?" Get out? <laughs> so apparently, um, if they had a drone, they would have yeah, found it known. right away. Right, right. right. Why so isn't the, that cow moving? So the cow's in the middle of Route Fifty Seven, and they were worried about someone maybe being impaired, mm-hmm. uh, cresting the hill, yep. left or right, because they see the cow staring at them. Um, so the cow is now under camera. In the seating area at all times. The other day, though, there was a 50th birthday party. Well, I'm 57, so seven years ago. 
And the next morning, for some reason, the cow had a lot of chocolate frosting on it, oh, and it yeah. wasn't from me. So, and was it uh, uh, was it uh, placed yeah. in a certain part yeah, of the, ba- yeah, the of his anatomy? It was, yes, it was. That's, yeah, you know, that is bad, unfortunate. Bad, 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 bad. That's, That's terrible. Too bad. Yeah, it is. And you're worried about a drone. Yeah, I got yeah, I got mischief <laughs> right around me. Someone's defacing a fiberglass cow in yeah. your town. That should be the top story in Southwick. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday it, it will be. You know, I'm kind of glad Carvana pulled out of that hey, whole listen, thing because it, it, it was it, it turned it, into a monster. It just seemed it like did. it was going to be too much it, for it, that small. You're saying about the traffic. I the, mean, the, it, the it, problem it, we have in Southwick. You know, luckily you guys. I don't know where you're out. Well, you got probably a decent tax rate, but you got no services up there. Mm-hmm. So we have an excellent tax rate, and it's a one tax rate. There's not a commercial and a residential. It's just one tax rate across the board. Right. Um, it's lucrative. It looks good. So you want to build a million square foot building? Hey, Southwick, not going to hurt us. A lot of towns have a roof tax now because of un- more unf- unfunded mandates from the state. You have to know where all your water from your roof goes, literally. So they do a paving tax in most towns now or cities. There's a tax out there that'll cover the expense of documenting all this. Right. We didn't do it. So they would have probably had a million square foot of pavement. They're not getting taxed on it. You get your your local yeah. tax, but. You know, we look we look very good. That parcel honestly should be cut into maybe three twenty acre parcels, so you'd have a smaller development on each. Right. And then I think it takes I, takes the blow out of the the big traffic issues. Are the voters opposed to making that an industrial park? Been industrial park for forty years. So so and you know here's the funny part, and, and I'm just being a jerk like usual, so I, I'll accept it. They grew tobacco on it for forty years, fifty right. years, right? Mm-hmm. So that cancer was okay. You know, now everything else is you know. Oh, you can't do anything. I'm like, look at guys. It's been a tobacco field forever, zoned industrial forever, sign was up forever. No one cared because they did tobacco, and it was all good, right? Everything's yeah. cool, but the tobacco industry as a whole is down. Mm-hmm. So I believe in Western Mass, the gentleman that owns it or the corporation owns it is probably the biggest landholder in New England. So now they're commercial developers, right? But as you said, with the, the Carvana deal was yeah. if you gave him an inch. In that thing, they take a foot because absolutely, yeah. You know, this wasn't going to be just a small little. No, at the end of the facility. day, it probably was not a good fit. Yeah, yeah. It started out decent, but it just, you know, they, we, you're going to have to do this. Oh, they they look they do the purchase and sell on another thirty acres, another forty acres. You know, I think it was a hundred acres when it was finally done. Right, and then they pulled. It started at sixty acres. So it you is start it making is. Uh, ice cream flavors after names of all the selectmen in town. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a like a like a what was it the Carnegie Deli you know, where they had all yeah. the uh, the yeah, sandwiches right. named after the actors. Well, you could do that for all the famous people in Southwick. We're not, we're not chief famous. I'm the biggest troublemaker. Russ Fox, they wanted to get rid of, and then the poor they got the poor guy that got slammed the most with Carvana was Doug Moglin. He was 15 years on the planning board. So when when the state calls, they throw Doug at it because he's, he's a planning board guy. At the end, right? He yep. knows his stuff. And uh, he worked so hard on that deal, just trying to keep everyone honest, and they just tortured that poor guy. Personal attacks. I mean, they protested my business. Mm. But let me tell you something. When you protest malicious, we just get busier. Yeah. There you go. Well, so, well that's <laughs> sort of similar to radio. Yeah, you know, it. you yeah. get in trouble. And Are the ratings up because you're here? Pro- well, I don't know if I can I say that about yet. That. No, I don't know. I, I, we'll I haven't, caused, I haven't are, caused enough trouble yet. They are okay. today because Joe Didi's here. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right about yeah. that. Yeah. And by the way, I proudly add to the revenue in Southwick when I golf regularly at the ranch. So now oh, I'm going to- you're getting paid good here. I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to add malicious to my travels. What a great- you know. So there you go again. You know, they're upset. They love the view of, of where the place is, but right. they don't own the property. The ranch was a farm forever. It was a dairy farm. Yeah. You know, they did a beautiful yeah. job. Yeah. But 
you know, it's it's you want to be a small town. You want to stay a small town. Sure. But there's times you just it just isn't going to work. The most important thing that we're talking about here right now is that uh, Malicious is located on 258 <laughs> Feeding Hills Road in Southwick. It is delicious. And be careful of the cow. Joe Didi, it's good to see you. Yeah, so we have a nonprofit. We're going to take two seconds. Yes, absolutely. I got yes. some stuff coming up real quick. May 14th is our first craft fair at Malicious. What a great place. August 13th. The gold, the good old Wick, the motocross track. Right. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Wick, right? So we've been doing food there for 30 plus years. Um, the great family. The, um, uh, I forgot their name, and I'm not even going to guess, and I'll get in yeah. trouble for that, right? <laughs> so it's Richard uh, Johnson, Johnson family. Okay. Um, so we get to use that place. We did drive-in theaters during COVID. Yeah. We did them all there. We Actually, you did my daughter's uh, uh, dance. She had you a dance, dance recital from, from uh, Turn around. Let me see All-Star if I recognize dance. you. Huh? Oh, now I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I even said something. You didn't even recognize me. I'm driving out the parking lot. Yeah, you I were know. directing traffic. Yeah. Well, you have to, right? This guy you're, does if, everything. If you're the guy, you, you yeah. greet everybody coming in. You greet everybody going out, whether it's a pie in the face or a thank yeah. you. Or, now, you probably said something mean well, but that's fine well, that's all right i did say something mean but yeah. that's okay uh but but i i did appreciate how well put together that we was. did a great job and you yeah. know the yeah. having a, yeah. a dance recital when you couldn't get together nope. in, in small places it was perfect yeah. 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 yeah we did all right joe we, we appreciate your time and best of luck yeah, well, uh, if, if we elected, we'll be back on in a couple of weeks very good right, it's eight twenty four. we're back steve and dave on rock 102 Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 847 and Black Sabbath with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hey, happy Mother's Day, by the way, in advance to all the moms out there. Just saying. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, on the phone with us uh, right now. It's been a while since we've had uh, my good friend Tony Ravosa on the phone with us. But, uh, Tony, how are you? Doing better. I mean, you know, uh, what more can I say than to have Ozzy and Black Sabbath as the segue into this uh, to this conversation? Yeah, and then to have to sit through that Red Sox game last night, too, would could have been good for you either way i called it a dumpster fire this morning yeah no i think that's <laughs> that's pretty accurate the uh the reason hopefully we'll do better with the hopefully we'll do better with the bruins tonight let's hope so the reason we're having you on you posted something uh the other day and uh i'm not sure people even are aware of this but later this month it'll be the one-year anniversary of the uh, the death of our good friend andy Yee, who uh you know was co-owner of the fort and the hooky lao and a million other different uh, things that he was involved in and you posted something on Facebook, which I think is absolutely extraordinary. And I want to have you on to talk about what's being planned at, at Mercy Medical Center. Give, me, give us an idea of what's, uh, of what's about to happen. Sure. Just an absolutely amazing guy, uh, extremely close personal friend. You know, Andy and I would talk four or five times a day, miss him immensely um, in our many conversations. But, you know, shortly after his passing, uh, his widow, Sarah, I, other folks, Peter Picknelly, began to discuss the possibility of a uh, doing something uh, in memoriam to him, something that would be a tangible, um, uh, you know, uh, a contribution to the community, because that's what Andy was all about from a civic standpoint uh, in, in so many different ways. It wasn't just the nightclub and restaurant impresario. It was, you know, what was uh, in the best interest of the community, what he could do to better the community. And we engaged in a conversation with um, Deb Soli and uh, Tim Stan, the Director of Development at Mercy, and others, Dr. Phil Glynn, who, who is uh, his primary oncologist, about some of what um, we needed to do to have a better experience for people uh, from Western Massachusetts that were, you know, experiencing, you know, kind of late-stage, end-of-life 
chronic and terminally ill uh, uh, situations where their families were there. And, uh, and so we've decided to um, build out a eight-bed uh, unit. I actually call it a suite at Mercy Medical Center. It's going to become the Andrew S.E. Palliative Care Suite designed to uh, be able to have specialized care for these people uh, and these folks and their families uh, as uh, they're dealing with some of the most difficult challenges and some of the saddest times in their lives. Uh, I was at Mercy uh, literally two hours before Andy passed. It was a a very difficult thing um, for me personally, um, and uh, I just know the quality of care that he received there. I think it's appropriate that we're doing this interview on what is National Nurses Day and um, you know, not lost upon him during the COVID um, situation. Him and Peter Picnelli got together. Andy and Peter got together to launch Stuff the Bus and Feed the Fight, designed to feed those uh, nurse- nurses and frontline hospital workers and first responders uh, throughout the community. And I think that just speaks volumes about uh, the type of person that he was. Hey, uh, Tony, this is uh, Steve Nagel, and I I just wanted to uh, mention how excited I am about this project because uh, my wife went through a a very similar situation at Mercy. I I can't say enough good things about the care that that she received there and the same people, too. I believe Kelly O'Brien was also... Uh, Andy's nurse as well, uh, and just uh, and it's her birthday today. It's her birthday today. So and it's National Nurses Happy Day. Birthday. This lady's got it all going all on. All the right? same day. Um, but I, I mean, that that end of life care thing for me, I that was that was the thing that I kind of got really discouraged about in a way because. Once you're done with you know all this this fancy you know uh, buildings you got going on there, uh, when you go to die, they send you up to the fifth floor. I mean that that was kind of like, all right, well, what happened to all the bells and whistles around here? I mean, they're, they're, I'm really glad that somebody's really taking initiative to to do something like this, and uh, I I, com- I commend well, you all the way for being. You know, it's it's and I appreciate your comments, um, Stephen. And it's it's an interesting collaboration. You know, we had uh, as we toured Mercy the other day and toured the area that they had kind of carved out. Um, so much of that came to the fore. I, I, I made the statement then. I'll make it now. This is not going to be an antiseptic, uh, you know, typical hospital room. Right. Uh, the finishes will be yeah. there. The lighting will be there. Um, you know, we're going to make this really a separate and distinct vehicle inside of Mercy, and we have the support of the administration to yeah. do that. Uh, David Fontaine was on our tour the other day from Fontaine Construction. David was a good friend of Andy's. Peter Stevens from JCJ Architecture um, out of Hartford, a good friend of all of ours. So there's a, there's a, we're endeavoring to do something yeah. that's quite extraordinary here, uh, and, and, and that's the way he would want it. Yeah. Uh, knowing him, I mean, I, we always had to say, go big or go home. <laughs> and we're going to do this thing the right way. Um, you know, I, I don't, unfortunately, today have a lot of the details. We're, we're committed to raising, you know, uh, upwards of two hundred to $250,000 toward this, toward this effort. Um, it, it, it's not uh, to be understated that we're looking for community support across the board, both in terms of the business community, but individuals. No uh, degree of money is too small. Uh, the accounts are still being figured out, and, and, and the, we'll have an online a way to contribute, and, and, you know, hopefully we'll have more to say about that very shortly. We are going to launch this on June 14th. The governor and lieutenant governor are coming out. You know, as you know, Charlie has been just a, a dear friend over the years that he's been 
serving along with Karen, and, and he was a good friend of Andy's and, and all of ours. And so Charlie will be here. Uh, the governor will be here uh, uh, to participate uh, in what will be an announcement at Mercy, a late afternoon announcement, and then we will retire to the student prints for a um, uh, two-tiered fundraising event uh, for the purposes of raising money. Uh, and, and this is going to be an ongoing campaign, an ongoing effort uh, over the course of the next several months to year. This is Tony Ravosa on the phone. This, you know, when you and I talked on, on Wednesday afternoon about this, you know, one of the things I kept thinking is, you know, Andy would absolutely love this. And, and the reason I'm saying that is not because something is being named after him, uh, although I'm sure he would be happy about that. I think what he would be most proud of is that this is an effort to help people in need. And if there's one thing that that people should understand about Andy is there was a a great deal of selflessness um, in him. And uh, it's one of the things that I absolutely adored about the guy. He cared about the people that that he loved. He cared about the people that his friends, his businesses, you know, totally community involvement. Many times he and I would have conversations about what we thought would be the next best thing for Springfield. And, you know, those are really personal, really intense conversations that I would have with the guy. And so when I hear about this, I, all, I'm, all I'm thinking about is, you know, what would Andy, what would his reaction would be? And it would be, it would be well, thank God they're doing this to help other people. And I think that, mm-hmm. to me, is the, the reason why I'm so proud to have you on here today talking about this. Because I don't think, I, I can't recall another guy I've met in town who I think embodies that more. Than, than Andy. Always had a smile on his face, uh, constant laughs. Um, you know, I. it's funny, you know, Sarah and I have talked, and, and, you know, Sarah talks about the hours spent in the infusion suite and dealing with chemo and, and all of that, and this is how sort of all of this began to evolve. I mean, I can't tell you the numbers I talked to him while he was dealing with that, you know, sitting in that recliner, uh, dealing with the chemo and, and you know, just talking, and, and, and I. And he was always glowing in his commentary about the level of care and the nursing staff at Mercy and everything that was being done, um, and always the eternal optimist, you know, uh, right to the end, the eternal optimist. He was going to beat it, and, uh, you know, unfortunately it just was too aggressive, but, uh, you know, always the optimist, even in the face of some really difficult challenges in his life. I love the guy. You know that. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, well, again, so uh, June 14th is when the uh, the, the fundraising campaign uh, kicks off. Uh, you know, we'd love to, to, to get updates uh, from you about what's coming up with this, because, again, I think, you know, you and I, especially you, uh, would you know, take this kind of personally. So, and Steve, too, and Dave does as well. We've all been touched by it. Yeah, again, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how important that is, not only for the patient, but for the families as well, to Absolutely. be in a comfortable Absolutely. situation, because you're going through so much stress during that time that... Any little bit of help uh, will go a long way, and I really appreciate you spearheading this thing, Tony. Yeah, you know, even at the 11th hour, as you were sort of walking down the hallway in that area that's going to be kind of uh, segregated off, uh, that we're going to have access to. And by the way, it's not only going to be the rooms, it's also going to be the common areas that are going to be built out. You know, I noticed there was an outdoor roof area, and I asked a simple question, can we put a zen-type garden out there for people that want to just get out and get a few minutes of fresh air? And so that's being looked at as well. I mean, it's going to come down to our ability to deal with the um, the load factors on the roof and other things. But, you know, we're taking this the next step there is what go. I'm saying. This is going to be a well-thought-out, uh, I think it'll be a real great attribute for the community, something that's long, long overdue. And, 
and I know that uh, when we break the ribbon that day, he's going to be looking down and smiling. Absolutely. Tony Ravosa, good to talk to you. You and I are going to catch up real soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank All you. Right. It's uh, 857 with back Steve and Dave and Tony Ravosa on Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot.